Welcome to the Chicago Bears Podcast. A presentation of ESPN Chicago. Chicago's home for sports. Here's your host, Pat, the designer. Bear Down Bears fans, welcome into another week of the Chicago Bears podcast. I'm your host, Pat the Designer, back at it again. As always, on a Monday, Lance Briggs looks a little different. No, I'm kidding. We got Shay Norling in the building, although the background does yeah, well, pretty much look like you played 15 years in the NFL. I was going, look, I'll be honest, my, my, the room I'm doing this out of in my house looks like hell right now. So <laughs> I found the funniest virtual background I possibly could on uh, on our OBS here. And that's what I'm rocking with. I feel like this is how Lance Briggs would live. I'm filling in for Lance. I, I like it. I like it. You got like the little cat bed over there in the corner yeah, there. The like out nice back. pool in the back. I like what we're looking at here on the, uh, on the restream side. Hey, we got a lot to get into on this one, man. Darnell Mooney says he's ready to roll and puts a little bit of pressure on the Chicago Bears saying that the losing is over. He's ready to win. We'll see how that works out during the season. We'll talk about that. And of course, Shay, it is Detroit Lions week. You being a Detroit native or from Detroit, you know what it's like to root for a franchise that's been at the bottom of the barrel most of the time and comes into a season with expectations. So we'll talk about some of those expectations and kind of what it's been like to be fans of these two teams. All that and more in today's episode of the Chicago Bears podcast. Hit that like button, subscribe to the page. Let's jump into this thing, man. Darnell Mooney says he's ready to roll, Shay. Uh, says he's 100% in on training camp, which is actually good news. I think people might gloss over it because when Matt Eberflus said that... Um, Darno Mooney would be there. He didn't really give a timeline. So for me, I was like, that means he could show up the last day. And technically he was there at training camp. How do you think this is going to affect the Chicago Bears offense? Starting off the season, Darno Mooney back in 100% working his way in and learning that role with DJ Moore. Well, I think the big thing is you've got a guy who doesn't have to learn the role a ton. If there was one thing we could point to with Justin Fields, it was the chemistry he developed early on with Darnell Mooney. And I think having that back when you've now worked in DJ Moore and you have the opportunity to have a legitimate number one wide receiver, yeah. you get Darnell Mooney maybe in a position where he's a little more comfortable, can be a two doesn't have the pressure to produce for everybody in the receiving game. Yeah. I think it's huge to have him back because everybody's going to be operating on the same page. Um, I Honestly, I was a little concerned when the Darnell Mooney news came out a few months ago. It started to sound like, boy, could he miss the start of the season. Yeah. So I think when you find out, yeah, he's going to be ready to go at camp at the end of July – we're in good shape. That's what you want. If you want to have one thing you can look at at training camp, you're not going to win the division in the last week of July, but yeah. you can at least get all your pieces out there and get everybody under the same tent and getting ready, getting work in together. I think it's important for Mooney because learning how to play alongside DJ Moore when some of the gravity defensively is being occupied by somebody else and filling the routes, seeing what you got to do differently. I think it's going to be huge. And, and 
I think this offense has a chance to be really good. It's it's so interesting to me. I, I look at last season, right? And I think this is big for a couple of reasons. Of course, working in with DJ Moore, but that trust that Justin Fields built with the guys he was in training camp with last season. And those were the only guys he was throwing to during the season. Yeah. Like we were at it, we were like, Nikhil Harry's back. Now he's gonna be able to get some targets. He got like two passes thrown his way <laughs> the entire time he was back, right? Well, they, Claypool coming over. They added Claypool in that first game. It was like, let's for, force feed targets if we can. And then he was gone the rest of the year. Yeah, he was on a milk carton. Couldn't find him. Yeah. And so for me, right, I think that the trust being built there, right, like the guys he kept going to Equinamia St. Brown, a little bit the Byron Pringle. Byron Pringle kind of came in at the end. But like, I feel like Justin's belief in this system is based on the guys who have put in the work in this system. And I've said a couple of times, Justin got to a point last season where he had like that Kobe complex. Remember, he was playing with like Smush Parker and he basically was just like, why would I give you the ball when you're going to miss? Like, I'm not giving you the ball. And I think that's kind of what we saw a little bit last season as well. So for me, right, I think Darno coming back, basically going back to his role as that slot guy and building up that trust with Justin, I think that's going to be able to take this Bears offense or get, get them started on the right foot going into this season. Well, you know, we, they can run the ball, right? The left side of that offensive line, if they can do one thing, it's run block. Yeah. Uh, it, it, we saw it last year. It, we saw Khalil Herbert lead the league in yards per carry. He was hurt, but he it, he was able to do that. I think we know what this offense does have, and now we get to find out, you know, what else can they do? What can they do outside of Justin Field scrambles? What can they do outside of handoffs to the left side of the line? Yeah. Having Darnell Mooney back and ready to go, you learn a little bit more of that in camp. I think that's a huge advantage. What's your expectation on this uh, on this wide receiver core? Do you expect us to have a uh, a top duo in the NFL? I'm seeing that around like the Bears have one of the top duos or the potential for one of the top duos. And I, for me, I'm like, is that Chase Claypool or is that Darnell Mooney? Because that, that's the real question to me and all of this. Well, I think that's a great take by you, Pat, like not knowing who the two really is. Yeah. Uh, Claypool to me is probably the three. I The top duo in, in the NFL as far as wide receivers, you are talking about a difficult group to crack. You've got Tyreek Hill, Jalen yeah. Waddell in Miami, uh, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, kind of a three-headed monster in Cincinnati, A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith. I don't know if you're breaking into some of those duos yeah. that are like established with two guys who could be top 10 receivers in this league. Uh, DJ Moore, I think, gets you maybe 1,100-plus yards. Yeah. Look at Darnell Mooney. Can he get you 800, 900 yards and then whatever you get out of the other guys? I don't know if you have an elite pairing, but I think you have a very high-level receiving core and and an offense that could be in the top 15, top 10 in this league. To me, I think there'll be a lot more opportunity early. I think the Bears will rack up a lot early, right? Because I think teams, you're going to play a lot of teams that are going to play you single high because what's the fear? We got to make sure Justin Fields doesn't run all over us. Yeah. So I think there'll be a ton of opportunities for guys like Mooney, Claypool. If it, I mean, at this point, like the last thing we heard about Claypool is kind of what Sylvie reported where, you know, Bears weren't very happy. And we haven't heard anything about him since that. So like it, we haven't even heard if he's healthy yet. So we don't know how he's going to fit into all of this. To me, him with a, a guy like DJ Moore, I think early on, you're going to see deep targets. You're going to see deep shots. Then I think after that, it's going to slow down a little bit more in the passing game just because for me, I think that teams are going to say, well, listen, if Justin Fields is being accurate, do we want him to kill us with kill us with his legs or with his arm? <laughs> you know what I mean? Now it's kind of a pick your poison type of thing. And I, at least my hope, that's where this is going to be. I think that more so you're probably going to see the receivers not get 
to that top duo ranking just because after a while, I think teams are going to have to play the pass a ton more, even though DJ Moore is amazing. Like I, I view the Bears receiving core more of like, and, and it is Lions week, more of like a Detroit Lions, more of like a, a Minnesota Vikings where you got your Amon Ross St. Brown, you've got your uh, 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 Justin Jefferson. Are the rest of the guys going to be able to keep up? Yeah, Detroit's an interesting one to bring up. We uh, You brought up it's Lions week. They got problems in that in that wide receiver room. <laughs> I mean, you, look, you got I'm, one answer. You got one answer. Amon Ra's awesome, but the other guy, Jamison Williams, six weeks yeah. suspension because he keeps gambling. And then I don't know if you saw the the latest story out of Detroit that he's lighting fireworks on the Fourth of July at one fifteen in the morning and putting it on his Instagram story with a little bic lighter, getting his hand <laughs> as close as he can to the fuse before he's launching the fireworks. It'll be interesting to see what happens. I, Look, Minnesota's a different deal, too, because you got yeah. Justin Jefferson. But everywhere on that team, what do you have outside of Justin Jefferson? There's rumors they hate the quarterback. The defense has been a mass exodus this season. Yeah. Oh, they're losing talent more than they are adding it. That's where I look at this Bears team, and I, I have the fewest questions. Like th- Maybe not the highest expectations. I think that still belongs with Detroit. Yeah. But I have the fewest questions about this Bears team because I think this is the only team that really is just adding talent and got significantly better. The Lions got a little bit better this offseason. I think the Bears took a huge jump from where they were before. Yeah, even with – I look at this Bears offense, even to me with the running game, right? Like, I get – listen, we all clown Detroit for making the pick – Gibbs is going to run, right? And he's probably going to be a pretty good running back. But outside of that, right, like I can say that the Bears added a version of Gibbs uh, with, um, now I can't think of his name, and I'm so excited about it. The rookie running back. Roshan Johnson. Roshan Johnson, yeah. Yeah, out of Texas. I I can say the Bears added a version of that with Roshan. On top of that, we got Deontay Foreman and Khalil Herbert. Uh, I see multiple weapons in the wide receiver room now because we have a legit number one. We had a bunch of guys that we were like, you can kind of be a number two. Now I feel good about that. I feel better about the quarterback because there's protection on the right side and the left side. So for me, I I agree with you 100% when you say, you know, there's the least amount of questions there because maybe there's still some kind of question on what that guy's ceiling is going to be, but you at least know that he could do the job. We couldn't say that about this Bears team last season. That's really it, though. Like, they, when you think about, I mean, sure, there's the question of what's the defensive line going to look like when the season starts. Yeah. I think they're going to go out and get an edge rusher, whether that's Yannick Ngakwe or somebody else. Yeah. You're going to have that piece once the season gets going. I think you might have, PFF said this, you might have the best linebacker unit in the National Football League. Went out and put money into that position group. PFF ranked it number one in the NFL. Like you legit (laughs) might have the best unit. They've never led us astray with how they they rank (laughs) some stuff. You know what I mean? (laughs) But that's also, Pat, it's the most Bears thing ever. You have the best linebackers in football. What else do you have? The backfield, I think, is great. The secondary, it was the one piece last year that I thought looked really good. Jaquan Brisker, Kyler Gordon, those pieces looked like they could be awesome. You go to the other side of the ball. The offensive line, we hope, is fixed. You add Darnell Wright. Maybe Braxton Jones has a comeback season. Some questions on the interior, but nothing I'm losing sleep over. Wide receiver, you go address it. You brought up three-headed monster maybe at running back. There are people who would tell you Roshan Johnson was the most talented running back in this draft. He didn't get go first. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Be, Me. Like Bijan Jameer Gibbs, obviously the highlights. But there yeah. are people who will tell you, 
Roshan Johnson's the best one in the entire draft. I don't know if that's true, but either way, you've got Khalil Herbert, you've got um, Deontay Foreman, you've got Roshan Johnson. The only big question is, can Fields go from being really good yeah. to being legit great and worthy of a you know franchise quarterback type extension, the type of thing we've saw uh, Jalen Hurts get? So. It, that's the question. If you're going to have one, that's the one you want to have because you also have multiple first-round picks next year. Either you can address it in the draft or he's really, really good and we don't have to worry about it. No, 100%. That it, it, I like – so at the end of – you know, this is the WGN interview. At the end of it, you know, Darnell Mooney's talking about, right, the training wheels are coming off. We're really going to get into this thing. We all know the system now. Uh, and his expectation or his message to Bears fans is that, hey, get ready to win. If you're tired of losing, don't go for all the hype and all of that. Like, just get ready to win. So is this Bears team ready to win? Is this Bears team? I mean, in an NFC North, that is literally, I mean, we just talked about it. Questions everywhere. Yeah. The Lions are the favorite. Their win total is nine and a half. Yeah. Like you're not gonna have to <laughs> you're not gonna have to do a ton if you want to get involved in this division. I think the Bears are probably the second best team. On opening night, yeah. everybody keeps talking. I keep hearing you have to learn to win games in this league, and it no. takes time to come along. I don't really agree with that. If you have hmm. the talent, half the games you play, probably more than that, are going to be one score. In this league, something like 60% of games are played within eight points. If you're entering the fourth quarter with a lead more often than not, you're going to win a lot of those games. The problem last year was the Bears never had a lead in the fourth quarter. Every single game, they're chasing points. You can't do the things you're comfortable doing. If you turn, you know, they played nine one-score games. Yeah. If in five of them, six of them, you have a lead at some point in the fourth, you can do things you're comfortable with. You don't have to chase. I don't think you have to learn to win. I think you just have to put yourself in a position where things don't have to be super difficult at the end and you're chasing all the time. You want to have opportunities to blow games, not come back and win them. Yeah. And if the Bears put themselves in that position, look, it's a weak schedule, man. You don't play the big boys outside of getting the Chiefs. You're going to play your division. You get the Panthers. Uh, and you play the Vikings twice because that team, I'm sorry, they blow. You get the Raiders. <laughs> like the Commanders. I mean, dude, the schedule is easy. Yeah. You're going to have opportunities. I don't see any reason why they can't get in the 9-10 win range. Does that get you in the playoffs? I don't know, but it could. I, it's, it's so interesting because it, – you're talking about and, and specifically looking at Bears and Lions. If they if those are your top two, e even throwing Vikings in there, kind of right. Like if those are your nah, top nah, team, nah, they, they, you're not you're not throwing Vikings in there. You're not throwing oh, them in there. They, they, <laughs> let's keep it. Let's keep it Bears Lions. If you're if you're looking at those top two, right, you're just asking yourself, okay, what are the little things that they can do to either hold on to a lead or to get to that next right? Like just just maintain a win throughout the game. And for the Bears, right, it's something that they did great last season. If you can allow Justin Fields to get ahead early, right, if he's throwing the ball, he's scoring touchdowns early in the game, are you telling me we got to finish the game by running the football? That's something that we know that this Bears team yeah. can do. I think Detroit's kind of the same situation there. But, I, I mean, I'll, I'll poise this to you, right? We're looking at two teams now in a position that we've seen both of these teams before. Bears, where they've had a bad season, they fixed a bunch of stuff. There's a ton of hype on this. And Lions, where they had a relatively good season, and now it's like, now we're going to take that next step. Now we're going to be the Detroit Lions that goes back to the playoffs and dominates, which most of us haven't seen in our lives. 
which one do you believe is more realistic coming into this season? Because for me, the more realistic answer with the Lions is like, they're going to Lions this up. Like they're going to take that same step back that they always do. Everybody's talking about it. And it's funny because growing up there, listening to radio there, listening, and I still do. Like I listen to a lot of stuff that they talk about with this team. My entire life, Pat, I'm 28 years old. I've never seen the Lions win a playoff game. Yeah. What reason have they given me to be like, this year it's going to be different? Yeah. But when I tune in, I don't hear any of that. Nobody's talking about how is this Lions team going to find a way to Lion? How is this team going to screw this up? When's the other shoe going to drop, basically? Yeah. And that's even with, I told you, Jamison Williams doing everything <laughs> he can to miss time and hurt his team. Yeah. And still people are like, yeah, the draft was funky long term, but it makes this team better today. I, they feel like they can win, and there's not really an anticipation of this is somehow going to go horrifically wrong. That's I've never seen the vibe like this with this team, and I there have been seasons where it's like they should be able to break through and win this division when they yeah. had Matthew Stafford and Calvin Johnson, when they had a great defense. I think 2014, the picked up flag game against Dallas in the playoffs. Yeah. There have been times where it's like this team should go through and break out and be the next thing in the NFC, and it's never happened. And this year, I don't feel any of that hesitancy. I actually, like, I think they're being slept on a little bit, to be honest with you. Nine and a half wins feels like a small number for a team that I think has the best, if not second best offensive line in football. Uh, Jared Goff, people talk about him like he can't throw. He All he did was go out and he can throw. 20 what 28 touchdowns nine picks or something yeah. last year yeah, 3,500 yeah, yeah, yeah. yards all he went out and did was have like a top 10 quarterback caliber season and then I read a quarterback ranking today and he's like 21st in the league did you watch if you put him on a team we saw this in Los Angeles if you put him on a team that can run the ball with a great pass blocking offensive line you give him talented receivers and you have a decent defense you can go to the Super Bowl you yeah. did that. The Rams did that with Goff. The Lions feel like they're in a similar situation. Biggest question for me, Dan Campbell can get his guys ready, but when it comes to crunch time, fourth quarter, late, can he make the big decisions? Does he have the testicular fortitude you got to have as a coach to make yeah. big-time calls? I don't know yet. And I, I think the the biggest question mark for me with the Lions is the fact that it can it, it can start off pretty bad for them. I mean, you got the Chiefs to start off the season, Seahawks, Falcons is probably a gimme, Packers, Panthers, but like you could start this thing off 0-2. That's when I question Dan Campbell. It's not when Dan Campbell's ahead. Right? Like when he's ahead, he yeah. usually does a pretty good job of holding on to things. Some fluky things have happened that have taken leads away from him, but like if he gets down, is he going to start pressing? Is he going to start coaching any different? Is he like, it is what you said to me. Like Jared Goff is what he is, right? Somebody, somebody described the NFL as a bunch of Kirk cousins. And it, it was the best description I'd ever heard. And in our minds, right? That's not a good quarterback. He's okay, but he's not good. But it's like Jared Goff is just handsome Kirk Cousins. Jimmy Jimmy Garoppolo is just handsomer Kirk Cousins. Dak Prescott is black Kirk Cousins. Uh, <laughs> like I mean, like you could go what through. Did, what Matt did I Ryan say the other day? Old Kirk Cousins. I even hit a Justin Herbert with one of these. I said Justin Herbert's new generation Kirk Cousins, yeah. new generation Matthew Stafford. That looks good on the stat sheet, but 
big moments. Dude, it, there's like three, four, five really good quarterbacks, and yeah. after that, it's a lot of guys who are just kind of average. Just Kirk Cousins guys, man. I mean, listen, well, I, I think that uh I think that Justin uh Herbert is is continuing the legacy of Phillip Rivers, right? Like anytime you need a blown lead or a th- or an interception at the end zone, you can count on those two, man. Uh it's just it's just funny to me, right? Like the expectation of the Lions to me coming into this season and looking at the expectation of the bears to me coming into this season, like the lions fans are, there is no, how can we mess this up? And I still have a ton of questions. I I think the lions defense did get better, but is it exponentially better? Like a lot of those games they lost last season. Is it because of Jared Goff being able to put up 30? It's because of him having to put up 30 in a losing effort because we can't get a stop at any moment on the field. I, I kind of see the Lions being the same team that we've always seen the Lions been. That pop-up year that goes away. And I think that's what a lot of Bears fans are scared of with this team, right? Is this going to be the pop-up offensive year of Tressman or the pop-up offensive year uh, of, you know, the, throw whatever, the 2001 Bears, right? Or, or Rex Grossman, the first six games of the season where he's NFC player of the year, and then we regress back to the mean. Yeah, I think it's it's interesting. I have more confidence in what the Bears are building long term than I think I do with the Lions. You look at what the Lions went and drafted in the first round, Jack Campbell out of Iowa with a middle yeah. linebacker. And uh, uh, we were just talking about him, Jameer Gibbs, yeah. the running back out of Alabama. Those are two luxury picks. Those are picks you make when you think you can go win a Super Bowl. And you're like ready. Uh, so maybe it works this year and the Lions do that. It's weird to think, still just very strange to think about them <laughs> being in a position where that's how they're addressing stuff. Yeah. The Bears, it feels like they are very intent and in, intentional in building something long term and not getting the the uh, cart in front of the horse, so to speak. They know this could take a while. Now, I think you could get good while you're doing that, but I do think it's a different conversation this year. I think the Bears are a step behind the Lions, but both teams are the first and second in the NFC North. As we move forward, I actually have more confidence in the long-term build of the Bears than I do the Lions. I think the Lions are chips in the middle right now. The next year or two, they're going to have to get it done. The Bears, you can tell this is a long process, and they want to build something sustainable. It was funny because, like, on the breeze, I did a breakdown of, like, you know, who the Bears should draft. And, you know, we talked about Jameer Gibbs, of course, and and talked about, like, and literally, I was like, in later rounds, I would love to see guys that the Lions took in the first round. And I was just like, wait yeah. a minute. I'm like, what are we what yeah. are we doing here? Like, I get you need linebacker help, but was that the best linebacker on the board? That was the, this feels well, like the Mitch Trubisky guy. <laughs> you know, the confusing thing they did, too, if you look through their draft, in the third round, they took Hendon Hooker out of Tennessee, the quarterback yes. with a blown ACL. He's like 41 years old coming out of college. And they take this guy. It's a red shirt year at quarterback. You can't be – if you want to go all in and try to win, you got to pick a starter there. Like in the, in the third round, you got to fill a hole. Instead, yeah. they take a red shirt quarterback who might not be any good and is already, I, I think, actually 25. He is You're 25, yeah. Line, Jared Goff, best of luck to you. Like, the long term of the draft makes no sense to me. I think <laughs> they got better this year, and they could be yeah. a genuine contender. Long term, I think the Bears are way better positioned to be the lengthy owner of the NFC North. 
it's never a good thing when the rookie you drafted and the guy who's been in the league six years have seen a lot of the same stuff. <laughs> like you're just like, like they're sitting there and be like, hey, you remember like back yeah. in 1999? <laughs> like it's not, it's not a good thing, right? Like Goff is what? He's 27. They both grew up watching the same cartoons. Absolutely. They're talking. Like you, you need the vet rookie relationship, like 42 year old <laughs> Tom Brady trying to break in like 90s hip hop with some kid who was born in 2003. Right. You can't have two, tw- like a 20, Eight and twenty-five-year-old quarterback it doesn't work that way. They're both just sitting there, like I remember when the Carter three dropped. You remember that too? You remember that too, man? Back. Like I was, I was, junior I was, I was, high I was a freshman. Yeah, man. Yeah. Oh, you were a junior. That's crazy. Like, <laughs> yeah, the, the Lions are an interesting team. I will say this about the Lions, right? Coming into this year, I do have them as the class of this division. When you when you look at this Lions team, right? To me, it's like you said, they're set up for the now. And sometimes that's the best thing to be in football because it's a three-year window, four-year window at best. The now is the best case scenario. But is this going to be the year where, right, you said you're 28, you've never seen a Lions playoff win. Is this finally the year where the Lions actually get into the playoffs, actually make some noise, actually do something with this team? I think they win the division. I think they get a home playoff game. And if you get a home playoff game in this league, you better damn well win it. You're going to play probably the first weekend, because I'm sorry, you're not Philadelphia. You're not San Francisco. One of those two teams is going to get the bye in the NFC. You're probably going to play a lesser team out of the wild card in this conference. You better win a home game. You get a home playoff game for a fan base that hasn't seen one since I think 1991, something like that. You better deliver a win when you get that game. Dude, I it's so tough because it's just like I wanna believe. I want I don't want to. Like I I I am the person who has a standing beef with anything Detroit. So I'm fine with like, you know, the Lions being as bad as they are. But it's one of those things for me where it's like, all right, listen, like as a Sox fan, I was okay with the Cubs finally winning a World Series because I was like, all right, it's, it's been like 119 years. Like, do something for the guy. Like, I know people that have died in yeah. the span of you trying to win this. Like, do something for these guys. So I almost am like, it's almost like sympathetic. Like, just like, just win, win one and then get beat. Like, Pat, win- I think it's something like one playoff win in the last almost 70 years. One playoff win, not Super Bowl, not NFL championship win. One singular playoff victory in close to 70 years, and they still have a fan base. That's the most stunning thing, and not just like they have a passionate fan base. The people of Detroit deserve this. It may not feel good (laughs) as a Bears fan. Like Chicago Bears fans deserve success just as much as anybody. The people of Detroit deserve to have a good team. I'm like – hoping against hope that they don't find a way to lion because if they do it'll be a lot of heartbroken people in that city that's the funny thing it's like as a bears fan right like we haven't lived up to any of our expectations but we have been to a super bowl we have been to an nfc championship game we have you know had the best defenses in the nfl it's always been the same thing our 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 bugaboo has always been gotta say that right after rg3 our bugaboo this year has always been you know like it's always been the quarterback i guess it it's always just been the quarterback. And so for me, I think that we've got some answers with the quarterback second year in the system. We've seen how those quarterbacks second year in the system have taken a massive leap. Okay. Like I almost feel like for bears fans, it would be better to see like the bears not make the playoffs and just know a hundred percent for fact, Justin Fields is a franchise quarterback that we can enjoy for the next 10, 15 years for lions fans. It's like dog, like if they don't win, 
at this point, it's it's insane. Let me put it to you this way, because you just brought up something I think is really interesting. I, if I'm giving you as a Bears fan two options for what yeah. happens this season, you either make the playoffs or Justin Fields throws for 4,000 yards. Both things can't happen. Which would you rather have? Justin Fields throw for 4,000 yards. Because if he throws so, for 4,000 yards, I'm winning probably nine to 10 games as somebody's just better. Yeah, you just missed because you yeah. you didn't win the division or whatever yeah. happened. I'm with you. If he throws for 4,000 yards, you get the extension done next offseason. You add the final pieces and you go full go. We're going to try and win a Super Bowl. There's, there's answers there. You know what I mean? I think that that's the one part. That's the part of Chicago sports history that always hurts, right? When I when I look at the Bulls, when I look at the White Sox, yeah, all these teams have made the playoffs. But we leave the playoffs just like, okay, like what the heck did we just accomplish? Like I think that's why a lot of Chicago fans, when they look at our teams, especially with the Bears, it's like, yeah, we made that. Like even when Jay Cutler made it, right? We got to the NFC title game, and you're just like, Okay, Jay got hurt. Like maybe that was the only reason, but like also it wasn't like this phenomenal playoff run that we had. It wasn't this phenomenal season of like perfect football that we were getting here. Like there was a lot of questions coming out of that that we got to have the answers to next season and we don't have the money to get the answer. I would rather have answers on all of my teams and come out of this yeah. how I think the Lions are going to come out of this with yeah, maybe they do get to the playoffs. Maybe they do get a playoff victory and and shout out to the people of Detroit if you get one. But if you lose in the first round, right, your biggest question mark is still, is Jared Goff the guy? It's been the same question mark for four years. <laughs> it would be the same thing that it's always – if they lose in the first round, it would be the same thing as the three times they made the playoffs with Matthew Stafford. Yeah. When you got blasted by New Orleans, you had the very unfortunate game you frankly should have won in Dallas with the picked-up flag. And they should have won that Nate one. They should have won that Pass interference. <laughs> and then you got boat raced in Seattle. Like, it'll be the same deal. This is – it's interesting too because the NFL, like this is the only sport I think we would talk about this way. Where you don't, if you're that team, if you're the Lions, you don't need to win a Super Bowl this year. It would be a, a different kind of euphoria for that fan base if you do. But winning a, a playoff game, you might hang a banner for it. Like huh. that's that's the impossibility. It hasn't happened for this team in thirty some years. You might hang a banner. You win a playoff game. Think about how that'd be insane. Now, we, uh, can we? Ah, uh, that's a little far. That I'm not a little far. I'm not saying like, like one, one wild card round game, 2023. I'm not saying they would do that, but you get what I mean. Like just getting over that alone, it would feel like a part of the building process for them. You got you got to do the NBA Cup if you win it, right? There's a trophy somewhere for yeah, yeah. the Lions winning a wild get card. Get them a match. paper plate award. You know what I mean? Like the, to me, right? Like that would be. I think the NFL is, is such an interesting sport because literally just being competitive in games changes the perception of a team. We think about Jacksonville last year. Jacksonville got on a hot run. The last, like They were horrible to start the season. Yeah. Get on a hot run at the end of the season. They win a playoff game versus Justin Herbert, of course, uh, and the Chargers. And they're competitive against the Chiefs, but they really didn't make it. They got to the divisional round. But like our mindset on Jacksonville is like, oh man, Trevor Lawrence might be able to take off this season. He Top really was quarterback, maybe. You know yeah. what I mean? Like out, out of nowhere. And, and and that's kind of like the expectation for me with the Bears. That's my hope this season. That like, yeah, nine and eight, and you're just competitive going into the playoffs. But I know who my quarterback is with the Lions. Again, like with Jared Goff, those aren't answers. To me, those are those are still the same questions that you've always had when you had two guys. I don't, I don't know, one guy for sure that's a Hall of Famer in Megatron, 
Stafford might get one. I don't know. Yeah. Stafford might. He, the NFL's letting everybody in kind of now. I don't think he is. If they keep it the way that it should be, I don't think he is. But that's part, Pat. That's why I talk about the team build being so weird and the hand and hooker pick. Yeah, like everybody talks about Jack Campbell and, and uh, Jameer Gibbs. The one that really stands out to me is the most egregious is still handed hooker because yeah. if you go out and let's say you make an NFC championship game and Jared Goff leads you there and you just lose to like an Eagles team that look you, no disrespect they're just better than you yeah but. You took the next step. You made that game. Jared Goff took you there. What do you do? You kicking Hendon Hooker off the team plane? Because now you got to pay Jared Goff. You're not. Are you going to throw him in a dumpster after he takes it <laughs> that far? Like this is where the team build and the long term questions start to really weigh for me. I, I don't know what direction they go if that happens. It does. It feels like it feels like they're better, but still directionless. And that's that's the yeah. biggest question. Like they're be- they're a better team. They're better than the Bears. They're better to me. They're better than any team in this division right now. But I don't feel like there's a direction for them. I don't feel like they are a Super Bowl championship team. I don't feel like very. I think rare. they're close. I, I, but yeah. again, I think it's. I, I would say they're the third best team in the NFC today. I, I think I did my power ratings uh, initially after the schedules came out, and I had the Lions sixth in the NFL. Like, I, dude, right. I think they're really good, and they're close to being at that Super Bowl contention level. I, I just, I think they put a clock on this when they didn't have to. The way that they addressed the draft, and it was, it's going to be this year or the year after, and after that, we're going to have difficult decisions to make. I don't yeah. think they needed to do that, but that's the position that they're in. The, like I mentioned with the Bears, it's a different deal. There is no clock on this. If everything works out the way you're hoping, you're still really young. You're still in control of most yeah. of your talent. You'll have the quarterback long term. This could be a seven, eight, nine year thing. It's it's gonna be interesting to see, man. I think I, I like where I guess I like where the Lions are now. I love where the Bears are heading, to me, in my yeah. opinion. And and we'll just have to wait to see how it's gonna play out during the season. But hey, let us know how you guys feel in the comments below, man. Uh another great day, another great uh, Chicago Bears podcast, man. Good getting everybody on the ESPN team involved. Shay, let them know uh where they can follow you at and where they can find you to uh hear all of your great Detroit Lions thoughts. No, I'm kidding. I, I think I think Shay's like Shay's from Detroit, and I don't think yeah. you root for any Detroit teams, do you? Uh the Tigers. That's that's about uh, it. So no. Uh but you know, I work in Chicago now. I work with the home of the White Sox. I root yeah. the White Sox too. I got it. So I know I I've adopted all the Chicago teams, I feel like. If you don't know, you can hear me, Cap and Jay Hood, mornings producing that show. Fill in all over. Follow me on Twitter at Shay Norling. Uh, that's it, man. Hey, man. Appreciate joining the show. Appreciate you tuning in with us. As always, we appreciate you guys for listening. Hit that like button, subscribe to the page, and leave a five-star review because nobody else is putting out a Bears podcast like this. As always, it's your boy Pat, the designer, back at it again. Joined by Shane Norling. Y'all stay safe out there, Chicago. Bear down. Peace.